Greetings and salutations, Fraser Files. This is the Fraser Analysis. I am the Critical Android, and joining me is Eric. Oh, how's it going? Going quite well. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Glad to hear it as always. We are entering into the episode Selling Out, the ninth episode of Season 1. This one, directed by Andy Ackerman, uh, who I mentioned before, uh, actually directed the previous episode, Beloved Infidel, and was a frequent director of Cheers when James Burroughs wasn't directing. Episodes written by Lloyd Garver. Uh, just to throw it out quickly here and, and make it known, this is our first introduction to a character who would be a recurring uh, guest star on, on numerous episodes of the show, at least one a season for the most part. And that's uh, the character of B.B. Glazer, played by Harriet Sansom Harris. And she'll be introduced as Frasier's agent in this episode. Now, I, I know... We, I don't think we've talked about this in any of the episodes so far, because she hasn't come up. But the character of BB, you and I have discussed outside of this recording, and I know you're not really a fan of her. I'm not a fan of BB, no. <laughs> I, I have very mixed feelings on her, and I think I, we may have discussed this on one of the episodes of the Critical Cast, the other show that we, we frequently do episodes of, uh, yeah. when we were doing... Top ten Fraser ep- or top ten worst Fraser episodes, and there were one episode in particular I focused that she was in. First of all, I think she's very well portrayed. Like uh, her her character is very well acted. Harriet Sansom Harris really does knock the character out of the park, in my opinion. Just whether or not you actually like the character. Well, I'll, we'll talk about her as we do, as we explore her personality in this episode. Essentially, what's happening here is we start off where we're in the studio. And Frazier is recording, and Roz hands him a piece of paper, and he starts reading it out loud, and then he has to stop because he realizes he's reading an advertisement. So he's like, oh, well, we'll uh, technical difficulties, we'll be right back. Yeah. And he lets Roz know that he can't read this. And you know, Roz is like saying, why, why can't you? It's like, because I, I'm a psychiatrist. I, I have a reputation in this community. I can't just advertise things like, like this without... It would be a disservice to my listeners, my patients. Ross is like, you know, it's it's an advertising, it's money. They they pay us for these things. You know, Bulldog eventually enters into the picture, says that he'll do it instead, which leads to here comes the most classic line of this episode. <laughs> this is great. Where Bulldog? Uh, By the way, like, before we before we read this off, please. I, I don't want to hear people ragging on us for saying or being racists or anything like that. Please recognize this as a television show from 23 years ago. Yes. It's, but it also, it, it's not a comment about, I, I should note, this is a comment about how uncultured and yes. unrefined and just terribly chauvinistic and insensitive the character of Bulldog is. So Ross Bulldog being an asshole and not in what he's about to do. Yes. So Ross uh, warns Frazier that uh, Bulldog typically adds his own degree of flair to these. And so you see Bulldog played by Dan Butler sitting in the chair with like a gong behind him. And he hits the gong. Bong. Who? <laughs> so, so you come chop chop to Hunan Paris. Where Peking Duck is always extra crispy. And he starts crumpling, crumpling cellophane. <laughs> cellophane to make the crispy sounds. 
and then he blows a duck call. <laughs> prayer, prayer. Thrusts his arms into the air like he just scored like a touchdown game winning touchdown. <laughs> and Ross just turns to Frazier and is like, We're gonna get sued this time for sure. Sure. Just deadpans into him. <laughs> We're getting sued this time for sure. <laughs> Uh, Bulldog's <laughs> attitude and racial insensitivity is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> That's so messed up. Absolutely love it. Uh, yeah. Plus, it's his pride in doing the commercial like that. It's just... Yeah. It's like the, 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 the fist pumping at the end adds a certain, a certain you know, something to the, to the ending of it. It just... Just sends it right over the top for me. <laughs> but then it's like, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> to, to summarize what what happens next, basically what ends up happening is uh, Fraser's really having a quandary over whether or not he should be doing these promos. So he, when he's at home, he brings up the subject to Martin and Daphne, and as he puts it. Uh, I should do it for no other reason than to keep Bulldog from further alienating the Asian American <laughs> community. <laughs> Yes, but you know Daphne's like, well, what if one of your callers, uh, patients, was in need to know of a good place to get Chinese food and <laughs> things like that? And Fraser's just like, well, you know, I suppose if if the if the food was good and whatnot. And Martin just says, well, why don't you just make a a reservation, eat there, and if you like the food, you endorse it. And Fraser's like acquiesces, like that would actually be the the easiest way to do this, I suppose. So he puts in a call, finds out that he can't get in until 10 o'clock, uh, despite the fact that he wanted to get around 8. So he, you know, name drops a little bit, even though he doesn't really want them to give him special service because he wants to experience it as uh, anybody else who would go into there does. But to try to get an earlier time, he name drops and succeeds in getting a 9.45. So yeah, he shaved off 15 minutes there. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, he likes it, and does a promo for it and confuses his currencies and decides he's going to throw in a Japanese yen in there, which to me was a, a lame joke anyway, because Frazier would know that yen is Japanese currency. I have no yeah. doubt about that. I did like that Roz really nails him on it. Like, first of all, she gives this look on her face like, yeah, he just fucked that up, didn't he? Yeah. And then she, she takes great pride in telling him that he was wrong. And there are times where I really like when Roz, when they, when they you know, have Roz needle Fraser like that. It's just to prove that she really is smart. Yeah. You know, she's not just straight smart. She does have a brain in her head. Yeah, she does. So. But then we find out that Fraser is going to be getting more of these, more of these advertisements because he, he ends up meeting an, uh, an agent outside who represents Bulldog, uh, by the name of BB. And she is immediately a completely unlikable person. And I'll have you take oh, it yeah. from there. <laughs> She's so unctuous and just like, and just oozes like, like sleaziness and like manipulation. She's, she's trying to convince Frazier to start doing more of these things. And she's like, yo, here, take my card. And then he's like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe. And she takes, she takes the card right back. And she's like, no, I wouldn't even have you do that. You're not going to call. Like, you're too good for that. And, and she's, she's to walk away and say she has to go visit her daughter who goes to Stanford. And says, you must not have any children. He said, no, no, I have a son. And she's like, oh, my God, do you know how much college is going to cost? I guess he's going to a state school. And he's like, well, no, I'm going to send him to Harvard where I went. And baby's like, baby's like, oh, my God, you know, it basically, it's anyway, it's you'll, you'll never be able to afford that. So she convinces him to do, start doing these commercials so that Frederick can go to Harvard. And 
Frazier eventually gives in. He's like, oh, okay, you know, I'll hear you out on this, which oh, never made any sense to me because Frazier must make quite a bit of money as a radio show host. Lilith has a a research you know, research in in, in uh, behavioral science. Both of them are doctors. I'm sure they make considerable amounts of money. I don't think they'll have any problem sending Frederick to Harvard. No, just want to throw that one out there. <laughs> Hell, if Frazier can in a later season just flat out buy a restaurant with Niles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're. I don't think either you know Frazier or Lilith are hurting for money. I'm pretty sure Freddie's going to Harvard one way or another. But whatever. Um, so the next endorsement is a hot tub. He has uh, Daphne and Martin sitting in the hot tub with him to try it out because he has to say that both his friends and family like it. Both of them say, okay, this is good. Yeah, you know. It's like, Daphne, I like it. Oh, my friends like it. My family likes it. So I can do the endorsement and Freddie can go to Harvard. Harvard. And then he notices that some guy that he thinks is part of the Psychiatric Association is in there and he, he plunges his head underwater. And Daphne goes, that guy's not so and so from our building. And Martin's like, ah, just enjoy the peace and quiet, and whips his head back while Fraser's like holding his breath underneath the water, dying pretty much. Um, <laughs> so the final, uh, so you're listening to the the advertisement, and BB shows up and says that his next endorsement is going to be for what the hell are they pecans or walnuts or some uh, shit? Emery's nuts. Emery's nuts. So. Which, unfortunately, play havoc with Fraser's diverticulitis. Diverticulitis, yeah. Fraser cannot endorse these because they're unhealthy and, they, and his diverticulitis is aggravated. And Baby just slowly manipulates him more and more by layering it on one thing at a time. She said, and she finally drops the bomb that this is for TV. You know, now you can go, you can, you can go national. You can you know, go to the big time and everything. But Fraser reluctantly breaks down, which is another thing I didn't really like about this episode, is that, you know, considering a few episodes ago, he couldn't even consider dating someone that was like quote unquote an ex uh, an ex girlfriend of a quote unquote patient of his, even though the guy is a caller on his radio show and he's having horrifying stomach cramps. Yet on this one, where he has to make all these endorsements as a doctor for these for these products, eh, there's no problem. I'll be all right. Uh, yeah, sure, I can sell out a little bit. So <laughs> I don't really understand how his ethics weren't bothered by this. He decides he's going to do it. And, uh, however, uh, before he does that, I want to point out, we get this random tangent that gets entered on by Daphne when... Oh my god, mine's your knickers. <laughs> when, when Daphne mentions the fact that she, first of all, she knows what kind of an advertisement is she's, uh, that Fraser's doing, and she mentions how you get paid whether you do it or not, or uh, whether it gets played or not. BB's like, oh, somebody knows something about this, and Daphne goes, oh, I have to admit, there's a secret I've been hiding from you. It's like, oh, I used to be a child actress when I was in Manchester. And so oh, good night, then. <laughs> and like, wait, no, 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 you got to spell more than that. It's like, it was a, it's a fairly popular show. Uh, maybe you heard of it. Mind your dickers. And they're just like looking at her like baffled. And like she, she talks about how it was a group of racially diverse or culturally diverse <laughs> students who lived together in a boarding house. As she was on it for years, she played like the uh, the short, like spunky one or something like that. Yeah. And uh, how by the time this show was, time she was sixteen. She was like five ten. She was like five ten and had her bosom wrapped up so tightly she could barely <laughs> breathe. She's like, all right, well that's it. I'll see you. Good night. And she just like leaves. 
<laughs> and then Fraser delivers, delivers the line. That woman's like an artichoke. Art joke. You're one what leaf is... away. Fascinating leaf away at a time. <laughs> outing layer after another. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, like you were saying, Fraser does accept to do the commercial. Get through some of this quick. He, he appears there on set and, like, is reading through it. And he takes issue with the the wording of how there's, there's two people dressed in costumes, like, saying, I'm a nut, I'm a nut. And then, like, uh, I'm noted psychiatrist Dr. Fraser Crane, and I know a nut when I see one. He, he doesn't like the wording of that, calling people a nut and things like that. And so he starts to back out of the commercial. He, he's, like, can't deal with it. And he runs to Cafe Nervosa. And meets with Niles. Niles, who has million-dollar lines in this scene. Oh, I should have put them written down. <laughs> one after another. Uh, like uh, Niles is as a one- soon as he shows, as soon as Fraser shows up. <laughs> Niles is just he, he, Niles is a one-scene wonder in this episode. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> like this is the only bit of Niles we get, but man, he is on fire. He is just laying into <laughs> Fraser at every chance he gets. Basically, Fraser's like, "Is this a selling out of Fraser Crane?" And Niles is like, "Oh God, no! You sold out years ago." You sold out when you decided to take this job. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, again, Niles is just, he's just saying Frasier, uh, oh, it's a great line, too, where he's like, it's like that movie, it's like that uh, actress who uh, complained that people didn't take her seriously after she let them, uh, after she, dress. yeah, after uh, they, they filmed up her dress. And Frasier's like, you know, trying to comment, and it's like, Niles, like, have you seen that movie? I don't mind telling you that Maris and I pushed our beds together that night. Which is no small feat, you know, because her, her room is, as you know, it's across the hall. Niles <laughs> so, just was like, really, really going strongly here. When he wraps up, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, I, so you're saying I shouldn't do it? No, 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 no. He's like, Fraser, all I'm saying is that, uh, you know, you, uh, you've already let them see up your dress. They've seen everything you have to offer. And he just <laughs> takes his coat and leaves. <laughs> like, so, basically, it's anyway, it's like, Frazier, you, you have nothing left to lose at this point anyway. <laughs> you have no integrity left. So. Which is uh, kind of true. I mean, once you've entered into the radio market like that, and he was already doing advertisements, he really didn't have anything left to lose. But Niall still tries to prove his point. And uh, then we see Frazier back at the house, uh, and we just see him sitting on the couch with the commercial playing, and he's asking. Uh, Martin comes in and it's like, "Geez, you're watching this again." And it's like, "I don't know if I did the right thing." And it's like, "Ah, oh, Freddie will thank you for it." And it's like, "I suppose you're right." And you find out that he didn't do the commercial. It's Dr. Joyce Brothers who's doing the commercial. Yeah. Uh, who's Freddie's favorite, favorite psychiatrist? Psychologist. Which then leads into a discussion of Hollywood Squares and where she was seated in the in Hollywood Squares. But yeah, so that, that basically is uh, the summary of the episode, and it really hinges an awful lot on your tolerance and appreciation for the character of BB, because she has a very strong presence in this episode, and it's just hard to it's it's impossible to ignore her. Actually, uh, you can't just tune her out for this episode because she's plays such a massive part, and either you like her or you hate her. In this episode, I, I kind of, I kind of like her. Uh, she, she has much worse appearances in other episodes, much more obnoxious ones. Yeah. It is important to establish Frasier's career in radio like this, since yeah, this, this is typical radio fair stuff. But yeah, it's, it, it's it, the episode leaves me mixed. I'll say that. 
Yeah, it's. I I think that I think what really prevents me from from knocking it down a couple of picks further, and I still give it a halfway decent rating, is honestly the freaking Nile scene, where he is just a tour de force in that like what three minutes that he's in. I mean, his, his rapid fire one after another, uh, just just ripping on Frazier, is just so funny that I can't. Um, I just I, I I don't know I, I can't let it go. And and one of the one of the lines I love is when when Frazier first shows up, he goes, "Why do you have that ridiculous tissue paper on your on your neck?" And he goes, "Oh well, they never told me I could take it off." And he goes, "Oh silly me." Here I thought it was uh, here it was uh, you were leaving it on to afford you the opportunity to say or people asking you an actor affording you the opportunity to say yes you are indeed an actor and then proceed to glo- to crow strut and gloat uh, in a manner you might otherwise not be able to do and the way he just like emphasizes to do is just like leaves me in stitches so <laughs> he just like calls Fraser out immediately. Um, and uh, and then also another one was when Fraser says, uh, you know, I was asked to do an advertisement today. And Daphne goes, like, share? And there she goes, <laughs> all right, one against, Dad. <laughs> uh. um, there were times I laughed at it, uh, but BB really does <laughs> does not knock the uh, episode down a couple pegs for me. I just, I can't get on board with that character. There's only maybe one or two episodes I can deal with her in. And uh, otherwise, I think she just brings the episodes down. Because she often has Frasier doing things that are so normally against his personality that I just don't like. I just don't like what she turns him into. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. Uh, so who who then, I'm assuming for you, uh, the MVP of the episode is Niles. I gotta go with Niles, actually, yeah. <laughs> for for his one scene wonder here. Uh, yeah, I mean everyone else. I mean, yeah, no one else really does it for me. I mean because I just don't like. I just only. Like, I don't really like Frazier in this episode. Cause I think I, he does sell out in a couple ways. I don't really like. Yeah, I agree. Uh, however, uh, I'm gonna have to actually go with Daphne on this one because I that mind your knicker scene. <laughs> It is great. It is great. <laughs> it just sticks with me so much. Like, uh, even before this episode, it was like one of the reasons I was looking forward to it was just for that Mind Your Knicker scene. Like, just, just the title of it is so stereotypically British television. Yeah. I love her delivery of it. Just like, maybe you've heard of it? Mind Your Knickers? <laughs> and it's like, they just stare at her like, why would we have heard of that? <laughs> Look at her like she's completely crazy. And, yeah. And like you said, that line is like, oh, you mean like Cher does? Yeah. It's like, what a random fucking celebrity for her to have chosen that does endorsements. So, so uh, for for those reasons, I actually have to award my first uh, MVP award to uh, for to Daphne uh, nice. for, for this, because it, it really is fantastic. Yeah, we we're, were discussing this off... Uh... Off radio, off radio one time, and uh, and we said, I'm not sure Daphne's ever going to win one of these. <laughs> and, and so far, all right, she's got one. Yeah, and as I was watching through uh, more episodes in advance, 
There's actually uh, at least another episode I, I can think of where she's probably going to get get an award for MVP, but that we'll discuss that in a in a future episode, probably like next year or something. <laughs> by the time we get to that season. <laughs> now, for overall score of the episode, again, since we don't do decimal point numbers, we do whole numbers and then average. I've got to give this episode a five. Doesn't deserve more than that. Uh, Niles saves it. Niles and Daphne save it from going any lower than that in my mind. But it it can't go any higher than that to me. Okay. Wow. Uh, this is the first one that we've had we've had quite a difference in in scoring. See, Niles and Daphne actually elevate this quite a bit more for me, and I actually rated it a seven. Really? Yeah. Even though Baby sucks and I, I can't stand her, I feel like the combined powers of Niles and Daphne. Uh, elevated for me. I probably would have given it a 6.5, but I bumped it up to a 7. Well, I guess in some way it works, because it averages out to a 6, which is not an yeah. objectionable score for either of us on it. Yeah. Yeah, so that will round it out to a 6, and uh, ultimately prove to be uh, the definitive score for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that will wrap up uh, another episode of the Fraser Analysis here. The next episode coming up will be for the episode Oops, which is... Uh, Let's see, I'm trying to just double-check my list here of what number that is. That'll be episode number 10. Oh, yeah, look at that. We're actually double digits. Woot, woot. I know, man. All right, so join us. (laughs) Slowly but surely. Uh, So join us next time for episode 10 of the uh, Fraser Analysis. Uh, Once again, I'd like to thank Eric for being here. Oh, as always, it's a pleasure. And to everyone out there listening, thank you as always. And we are wishing you a good day and good mental health. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Toss salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah baby, but I got you paid But I don't know what to do With those toss salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again The android has left